What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? Hey. hey. Um, sorry if you can see my nipples. I apologize for everybody who doesn't apologize. Like I'm sure that nipples. there's a lot of you guys that don't mind it. <laughs> so, what's up, dude? You sent me a bunch of shit. Was that the coach oh, number one, Coach Dagnall for Coach of the Year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, so let me just this pull is that ESPN um, predictions. And who are the voters in this situation? It's it's all of the <clears throat> quote unquote ESPN experts, so right. it doesn't right. go very so, far. So they're thinking fifty eight points, so thirty eight point five percent of the overall first place votes went to Mark Degnall in this preseason thing. Eric Spolster number two, Mike Malone number three, Taylor Jenkins number four, Kid at five, Darvin Ham six, so Blake Nurse tied at six, Budoka and Hardy all tied at six. But some people. people some experts out there really like what Degnault's doing. What's up, Blake? What's going on, man? No, and I I love the fact that people are recognizing Coach D right now. Like, he really needs to be understood. Like, he's not one of those normal coaches. You're not going to find a coach like Coach D that's young, uh, understands the game both in the offense and the defense aspect, comes with his own schemes and his own plans of doing things. Um, I, I, I like it, man. Like, He's not ripping anybody off right now. You know, like there's so many NBA coaches that are using other people's systems. And it's great because that's the way they were raised. But that's not Coach D, man. His system is so unique and it's so special. I'm, I'm glad that people are recognizing it. I want to say uh, I kind of uh, most improved players. Did you see that one? Yeah. Who did you um, point out in that one? Because Yeah. So you got Cade Cunningham, number one. He got uh, 53% of the votes. Jabari Smith Jr. for Houston. I uh, got 11% of the votes. Um, Evan Mobley. What up, Vic? Uh, what up, all things basketball? 3.8%. Jalen Green, 3.8%. Josh Giddy, 3.8%. Um, Jalen Williams, 3.8%. So, Smith Josh Giddy, What's up, buddy? Josh Giddy. No, dude. Josh Giddy. Um, yes, man. But <laughs> next time, wear a shirt, yo, man. And No, you know what? Go put some clothes on, damn it. Why? Get some clothes on for the day, man. You're still in your PJs. Don't come on my podcast in your PJs. What the hell? <laughs> so you were mentioning six man of the year, right? That was uh, most improved, bro. Uh, most improved. Okay, most yeah, improved. So most improved, you have Josh two... Giddy at number four. Yeah, Josh Giddy at number four with 16 votes, and then J-Dub with 14 votes. So that's kind of great to see right there, man. Oh, I didn't even notice J-Dub in there. Yeah, okay. and then the other thing is, is that six man. This is where I kind of got a little frustrated. Um, uh, I'm not worried like, about. No, no, but this is why it's I get frustrated. Is that like you get to the point where like you're looking at the, these teams and you're saying, okay, Chris Paul, Austin Reeves, Russell Westbrook, Tyler Hero. Like you're seeing all these names, and yes, they're the top of the class. But man, we're gonna next year, man. We're gonna have like three guys in that six man of the year. So come back to that, maybe. Yeah. What about defensive player of the year, bro? Chet wasn't listed, bro. No, no. Zero Oklahoma City Thunder players were listed. Zero. Bullshit. But whatever. It is what it is. You got to earn that respect. (laughs) All right. All right. All right. All right. Rookie of the year, bro. Chet won this with 80% of the votes. Victor had 70 or 80% had uh, 80 votes. Victor had 77 votes and Scoot Henderson had 53. Um, that's great to see. Obviously, we've all been saying it for a while that Chet should be the um, rookie of the year. 
A lot of San Antonio people are saying stuff like Chet's really not a rookie. But I won't get into that because we all know what we think about San Antonio. Um, what about the MVP odds, Mark? Is there anything that's surprising to you here? Ooh, I didn't look at the MVP all the way. Um, Shea at 10th. One point, one vote. <laughs> one vote, dude. That's, mm. let, let's just go through this for a second here. Luca, Devin, Steph, Jimmy, Anthony Edwards. There's five players right there that are ahead of Shea that are on guards. To me, that's like utter disrespect. I mean, think about this. Shea just got first team, all NBA team. And you get a fucking idiot that says, oh, yeah, yeah. Anthony Edwards is going to be better than Shea this year. All right. Steph Curry is going to be better than Shea this year. Ooh, Devin Booker. I could see. Listen, I understand Devin Booker and Luka because they've been good for so long. And you can be like, yeah. You know, this is progression, blah, 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 bullshit. But to put Anthony Edwards in there and Steph Curry right now, like after he just dominated, uh, Shea just dominated the NBA, this is uh, slapping my face, man. Fuck you guys. I mean, really, like you go up the list. Kawhi Leonard shouldn't be in front of him. Ant should not be in front of him. Jimmy Butler, like I get why you would put him because, you know, finals runs matter, okay? But at the same time, I question MVP status for Butler. You know, he doesn't always put up the numbers for MVP, is what I'll say. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry, twilight of his career. Devin Booker, he's not better than Shea. Mm-hmm. Um, the team has higher expectations, and that's that's a big that's a big thing. I do think um, Booker's level of play um, at, in the playoffs you can get excited about, but he's sitting there right there next to Kevin Durant at six, and you yeah. have to know those two guys are going to you know chip at each other's votes. There's no doubt about that. Embiid, he just won it, so tip of the cap to him. But also we know about voter fatigue. There's no doubt about that. Jason Tatum, you can make an argument that he's poised to have a huge year. Luka puts up tremendous years every year. Giannis puts up crazy years every year, and so does Jokic. So I'm looking at Shea should be top five. It should be Shea, Tatum, Doncic, Giannis, and Jokic. And basically you tell me how to mix it up. You could mix Embiid in there also. Sure. I would say is that um, because of the James Harden situation, I think Embiid's going to be, you know, leaned on very heavily. Right, right. And right. because of that, um, I, I could see Embiid jumping up in the top five and, and knocking somebody off like Giannis, who doesn't have to play as, as hard to uh, get to the uh, um, um, playoffs this next year. But yeah, no, I'm on the same page with you. I, I think top five is exactly where Shea needs to be. And the fact that he only got one vote, it just it goes again shows you the disrespect that's happening in Oklahoma City. We got, what, seven or eight um, games that are going to be on uh, t- national tele- televised this year. Like, yes, that's going to change as time goes on, and we'll probably end up with, like, 15 games. But starting off the year with only eight, it, it's so it's such bullshit. Like, we have tough games, too, in the beginning. You know, like, it's interesting to me that, like, people are sitting well, here saying, like, oh, the Oklahoma City Thunder this or Oklahoma City Thunder that. But the reality of what's happening is it's pure disrespect. You know, it's pure disrespect that Dort, who broke records last year, isn't in the top um, 10 uh, for Defensive Player of the Year. It's disrespect that we don't have at least one six-man question mark in there, even a one-pointer. It's bullshit that we don't have, you know, Chet as a possibility of Defensive um, Player of the Year in there. Like, 
this is crazy to me. Like, and then throwing Shay in there, like, oh yeah, well, we got to give Shay a point because Shay's good. Like, that was a pity. I mean, there's a hundred and something votes and Shay gets one. That's a pity vote right there. And that's bullshit to me. Like, this is what happened last year. You know, we saw Shay go to the All-Star game and be the last player picked, right? Yeah. And then what happened? He got the fewest amount of minutes played out there. And that's what I'm saying is like the disrespect in my mind. It's I'm done with it. I'm just done. Whatever. Yo, uh, I agree. So real quick, everybody, I'm trying out a new recording spot. So if my connection sucks, tell me and I will improve it for the next one. Um, but Dave, I, I totally agree. Um, Shay's just showing up to the party first year he shows up and he um, just kind of represents, you know, and then. Yeah, moves into the starting five and then moves into the number one. I mean, his mission is clear. He wants to be one of the all-time greats. Uh, and I, oh yeah, I agree with what no Dick doubt. is saying. Um, you know, scoop for rookie of the year if Dame gets traded and Chet would be a great mm-hmm. pick, and he may still be. But you know, with OKC being stacked, the, like if anybody averages like twenty-two and ten, which is a really good rookie oh, yeah. stat, like Chet's probably not going to compete with that just because of how much how many other shots are going to other players? So um, I dig both of well, those I, points. Yes and no. Like if, if check goes out there and averages like an eye popping five to six, you know, blocks a game, you know, like th- it's going to be really hard for a player to be able to bounce back off of that. You know, like what is scoot going to do? Like put up, you know, uh, 22 points. And then everybody's like, well, but Chet's putting six blocks a game up. You know, that's something we've never seen a rookie do before. And, and that's where the NBA, it gets you. Because I still go back to the whole Russell thing. Like when he won um, the MVP that year, that he averaged a triple-double, right? Mm-hmm. People said that Russ should not get the MVP that year. And it was just a stat line that he was just, you know, breaking. And it was going to be many more people were going to break this stat. You know, many more people were going to average a triple-double, you know, throughout their career. Or uh, it, not throughout their career, but throughout their uh, season. You know, we've seen people get close to it, but nobody's done it since. So, uh, man, I think we just have to look at it and we have to look at this team and we have to say with Shea, with Dort, with J-Dub, with Josh Giddy, and with Chet in the starting lineup, right? Mm-hmm. Is everybody is going to look at us and say, well, there's a weakness here, there's a weakness here, there's a weakness here. And the only way to prove them all wrong is by getting on the court, you know, lacing up them shoes. It's like saying, man. And get it fucking done. You know, you're only going to get respect from winning and hell yeah, Blake. Like, I get it. What you're saying, Brian, uh, Shay being the 10th. Fine. I mean, everybody has their own list. Um, to me, what he does on the defensive end, when you go down that list, there's very few people who really get it done on both ends. You add the 30 plus points average and you look at him and he's still on his way up. Like, and you're even saying it, you know, when he, when we see that success in the playoffs, then it, it's taken to a different level, you know, and, this is everything we've seen with Shays is, is just preparation. I mean, that's why we absolutely. That's why we started, you know, talking about the Thunder every day when the team when he was in his second. Year. You can see a trajectory, right? You don't always know where it's going to lead, but that's what we're betting yep. on. Um, I'm betting on Shay being the best player in the league for several years, you know, and I'm betting on the Thunder being the best team in the league for several years at the same time. I think, I, I think it's I think it's great. Um, one of our um, um, great listeners, Caleb, um, calls in once in a while. You guys get a chance to meet Caleb. What's up, What's up Jared? Another guy that calls in. Um, but Caleb called in and the other day, and I, I know I've mentioned it a couple times, but he basically was talking about, you know, just the NBA and where it's going, you know. And 
um, and understanding that the Thunder are the team of the future. You know, like we, Mark and I bet on the Thunder when Thunder only had Shea and Dort. And we said, one day this team is going to be unbelievably amazing. So we're going to start a podcast. You know, like that was it. And when we start looking down, and it's nice because we've been here for so long. We've heard so many other people start podcasts and, you know, they have their own podcasts and they're like, yeah, this is just not a great team, this or not a great team, that. But then we start recognizing what's happening with this team and we started throwing it out there. We want more people to recognize. We want more people to, to understand that this hype train that Mark and I are on about this team is for real. And this is not a joke. This isn't, you know, just like in two years, everybody's gonna be like, oh, what could have been? Or in five years, people are gonna be like, oh, what could have been? Like, that's not this team. And Mark and I put, you know, our lives and everything that we do, you know, as a gamble for this Oklahoma City Thunder. And as people are starting to realize like how good of a gamble this is, you're going to start realizing it, guys. I know you guys that are calling in and, and talking to us already understand it, but you guys are going to all understand exactly how good this team is going to be when the tip-off comes. You know, there's going to be nobody that's going to be sitting there and be like, oh, wow. Now, everybody that hasn't been watching the Oklahoma City Thunder, and then I'm just going to start watching and be like, that's such a surprise, right? But all of us, you know, Jared, Brian, Vic, I mean, everybody, Joseph, you guys all know. You guys all know. This team is unique. And this team is special. You know, that's why you all are calling in. That's why you all are paying attention. That's why you know every single person that's on this team. And you know exactly what their stats are probably. Most of their stats are. You know, and, and that's the thing about it. Like, when it's all coming down, we all recognized how good Oklahoma City was going to be. We were all diehard fans. You know, we're a group. We're a community. You know, we're pushing towards this. And as this group and community gets bigger, you guys are the people that are going to keep this running. You know, Mark and I are the ones that are here, but, you know, Jared calling in and, and talking to us and, and staying afterwards and, and communicating with us about his life and, and, and things that he likes to collect. And like, this is so uniquely different than anything else out there. And it's not because Mark and I, it's because we realize how unique you guys are and how we want you guys to be part of our group. And that's it, you know? And, and, and I just think when the Thunder started with this whole idea of restart, you know, and Mark and I were in our different places in life and we were sitting there saying, what should we do for this team? You know, like nobody else is a positive voice out there. And that's how we have always been for each one of these players and the coaching staff and everything else like that. And it's powerful, man, like hundred percent powerful. And I just want to say like, when push comes to shove, like Mark, you man have, have been the motor on everything. And there's been so many times that I've wondered what the direction of, of, of the Thunder are going and different things like that. And you're the one that sits there and says, oh, Dave, this is where it's going. You, you know what Sam Presti's doing. You've seen it happen before. We've got to go back to the basics. Let's go listen to the interviews. Let's go do the, all this other stuff. So like, when push comes to shove, Mark, you are, you are the fucking man when it comes about Thunder. Like Your vision on the Thunder has been spot on since day one. And I got to say, I, I, I cannot only say I appreciate it, but... Being put in where we are and with all around people that are around, like it means the world to me. And I just, I appreciate you, man. I know you're my brother and I don't say it enough, but I just want to let you know I love you. And being part of this whole um, idea of what the Thunder well, are doing man. has been life changing for me. So, anyways, sorry guys for going on that little rant there, but I just, you guys needed to know like Mark, Mark is the motor here. Mark is the engine. He is the one that's created this well, and well, keep going. I mean, and honestly, I just got to love it, man. I appreciate that. But in the end, I mean, 
we, we've done this for like three day for three years and now that we have so many people like caleb and unity effort for sure i mean it means everything to us um i think you know everybody's taking a little bit of time to figure out audio video and everything connection but um we've talked about this a lot like what up jared like when we get this when we get this thing rolling like especially in season like there's usually 50 60 people sometimes at the games and we want everybody out there who's listening in the summer to be used to calling in and work out all those kinks and work out all those things so that we can hang out during the games that's to me that's what it's all about it's about hanging out during the games like we just we keep this thing running in the yeah. summers, but those games are when it pops, man. And when everybody can be sitting around smoking a joint and drinking a beer, that's what it's all about. That's what. That's where you found us, right, Jared? Is that during the uh, games, yeah. correct? Yeah, that's exactly where I found you guys. Yeah, and I and I think that's you know it's a good point there is that like as as the time's going on here and we're we're creating this more for um you know the community like the games we were averaging what at the very end a thousand twelve hundred people um coming and and watching the games with us I mean a lot of them wouldn't stay for very long but the point is is that when we're going and we're doing this we want everybody to have that access to be able to call in and say hey. We just saw this J-Dub play and we want to talk about it. You know, like it, that's what this is about. Like it's breaking it down. It's understanding what's happening with with a thunder right in front of you. And, and sometimes it's nice to be able to have a friend that you can shoot the shit with. And not everybody lives in Oklahoma where they can go next door, nor, next door to their neighbor and be like, hey, did you see this uh, yeah. Shay? And, you know, when I but lived in Oklahoma, like, honestly, I had the biggest fan. That I don't was hang out with anybody. Fan. This is where and I get all my social all the time. So and that's kind obviously, of I mean, I hang out with my family. Not like that. So it's like, if if that's Maryland. how we feel, Jared, then <laughs> I hope other people feel that way too, because that's what we we can build a community on yeah. that one feeling, Same and we can here. all share it in the the worldwide Thunder family. Perfect. 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 That's yeah, it, man. man. train is definitely rolling. Yeah, and I love it, dude. And and like, all right. You, so Vic. you know, I'm not. This is not me um, talking any trash on on down to dunk or anything else like that. But Jared, we were sitting here last time, and like the new wave of Oklahoma City Thunder fans, like they're coming into this, and a lot of them don't understand who some of these other podcasts are, you know, and um, or even sports shows like uh, um, in Oklahoma City that they have the sports animal with the Oklahoma City Thunder and stuff like that. So. Um, you know, like a lot of people don't understand, like there's all this other content out there. So when we're talking to Jared the other day, Jared's like, oh, I haven't heard this, this other podcast. And then it dawned on me, like, like we're not back in, you know, 2010 where there is one podcast on the market, maybe two, you know, like there's not one team, there's not one, you know, any, there is 20 different options out there. You know, I mean, Vic does, if you guys haven't checked out Vic, Vic's video about the Oklahoma City Thunder and what he does there, I mean, look at all of his videos, but the Oklahoma City Thunder ones are my favorite. And of course, and, uh, um, but there's so many people that are putting Oklahoma City Thunder content out there and it's so amazing. And like, this is like, unlike anything I've ever seen, because if you think about it, even two years ago, three years ago, there was nothing like this. Now everybody's recognizing it, you know, and Jared, I mean, oh, he collects yeah. some amazing stuff. He's got some 
crazy amazing stuff. He showed me a Josh Giddy card the other day. Um, and it's just it's it's crazy to see I how signed some, one too. I forgot about. Yeah, and 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 people are are gambling and betting on this team already. It's investing in them, and like people are like, oh well, so Jared, I'm me, waiting to to go uh, ahead and buy cards what, like or two days to away. A little bit. No, listen. So now is the let's, time. Let's make some it's, picks. It's cheaper than Everyone it will be in pick. five years. But who are you going to pick? For Way FIBA? I'll go ahead. No shit. And start out. You know, and that's what I'm going to go. Team Canada wins it. I think Team Australia has a lot to like, but I think. Um, I think they're a little bit young, and it's going to take some time FIBA. to make that full transition. But I really think that they're damn good. Damn. Oh, nice, George. Nick Collison signed. Say it again, Jared. Sorry. France. Yeah, they're deep. Yeah. Hey, what about? France? Yeah, the U.S. got got away with one there. What'd you say, ma'am? Um, but yeah, France? like definitely France is Ooh, very France. good. Okay. All right. I, I, like know, I, I saw that game the other day. They jumped out to a big lead, but then uh, Tyler was uh, Tyrese Halliburton hit a couple threes and put it back within reach. All right, groups. There we go. All right. I want to throw this out. Um, I'm gonna throw this out here. Uh, don't don't sleep on Serbia. Um, and really Germany, guys. I know uh, USA barely beat Germany, but Germany's really good, and I think Germany's gonna be one of those teams Not that yet. could surprise some people. Um, you know, Jared said France, um, Slovenia. Obviously, with Luca, you can't you know can't close your eyes on. But think about this. Um, in Group H, you have Canada. Uh, and France, both in that group right there. So, and I mean, that's going to be, you got Lebanon and Latavia. Um, I think I said that right. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyways, um, Laftia, thank you. Um, so you got a couple other teams that are solid teams, not necessarily great teams, but solid teams, but man, you got Germany and Australia in the same group. That's going to be crazy. Um, so Australia, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say you guys have an easy road. So you guys are going to have an incredibly difficult road against uh, Germany, Finland, and Japan. Um, but U.S. looks, I mean, obviously good for their um, bracket. But, man, I'm going to say this. I think, I think it has to be U.S. Um, a U.S. has to be in the finals, man. If they're not in the finals, this was a completely, like, fail and if if u.s has to play germany in the semifinals i think it's gonna be rough oh man no doubt so i don't i don't know how that all works out i know i hear i hear what you're doing mark <laughs> um germany though man like they're the one team that I, I consistently look at and say like if they're going to like upset somebody i mean they could they could take out canada they could take out U.S. Uh, I mean, they could take out any team that's in FIBA this year just because they're just a very solid been playing together for a while. Each knows their abilities. So if there was going to be a team that was going to beat the U.S. before um, the finals, I would say it would be Germany. I could see that. So um, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I don't... As much as I want to, like, I believe in Australia can beat... Um, 
um, the U.S. in, in a semifinal game. I don't, I don't see that. I don't see um, Slovenia beating the U.S. Um, I, I see Canada, you know, really giving U.S. a hard time. They could beat the beat the U.S. Um, in a semifinals game, but really, I think if a team is going to beat the U.S. in a semifinals game, it's going to be Germany this year. And that's why, if you look at the matchup, it's a tough one, man. Yeah, it's a tough one. No, Anthony Edwards, what he had, 34 points. Did so you see they were down? Yeah. How much were they down? How much yeah. they were down? Uh, actually, let me see. It was... Uh... What's up, Archie? I know they went on a 22-5 to run and then won 99-91. Oh, wow. So they were down like, Man. like 15, 16 that points. That shows that fire. Damn. Yeah, I think it was Damn, like 51-70 to 70 something at one point. See, like that's that's what I'm saying is like you you can't do that, you know, like when you're in the semifinals or even the the top eight teams, you know, like the, there's just no way that you can have that mentality where you can get down that much. So, I don't know, man. And how about that uh, Josh Giddy play where he ripped that ball away from Rudy Gobert? Yeah, yeah. man, hey, Rudy nice. Gobert looks small. How- yeah, games on the when line. I- what do you think, uh, Jerry? What do you think possesses Josh to see a ball like that and recognize it's Rudy, and just go and take it anyways? Like, I mean, I think everybody also knows uh, Rudy Gobert is kind of a bitch. <laughs> so <laughs> that might have uh, that might have played a part into it. All right, all right. But, I, I mean, like he's it. been making those plays for the Thunder. He likes to get in there and get scrappy. Yeah, but just like. The way he saw the ball, like Rudy, like, you know, he usually like every, if anybody knows anything about basketball, they, they teach you to bring the, the ball down as, as, yeah, you know, he held big it behind man. his head. Yeah. So he held it behind him and, and you can see Josh's eyes. He's got big, I love it, man. you know, like Josh's eyes are like, <laughs> and just ripped it away. But like to be there and understand what he had to do and be able to pull it off like that. That's again, that's. That's not a, a second and or third year move. Be good enough not to have an over the back call on him. Yeah, I mean, he so. listen. I, I watched it a couple of times. He did, you know, grab his arms and stuff like that. But, but you know, I mean, they let him play. They let him play. I mean, I I love that type of mentality. Is just let your guys play. Let them do it. Man, I love it, dude. And uh, uh, hey, Vic, man, whenever you want to call in, man, like you guys. Any of you guys that want to call in, we talk about the call in a lot. You go to the description, you click on the description, more info, and it'll show you a place you can call in right there. Um, we love to have all you guys come on and call in and, and, and be part of this. Um, obviously, we at times that we <laughs> we bullshit around a lot, but it's it's a lot of fun, man. And I appreciate, Jared, uh, you are constantly on here and constantly uh, uh, talking with us. And you're one of the original dudes now, yeah. and you've been dubbed. The OG, hell yeah, and uh, yeah, man, we're pumped. So we will be back tomorrow, guys. So we will catch you guys on tomorrow. And if you guys need anything between then and there, you guys can call Mark, and I'll give you guys his number in the description, guys. All right, see you guys later.